0: Welcome to Monday in Westeros. I'm Grandmaster Todd A, and I'm joined by the Master of Whispers, Taylor Trask, and Emily Kelly Cunin, first of her name, maker of video games, mother of cats, Khaleesi of fan theories, the get turned, ruler of her condo. It is season eight, episode one. Welcome to both of you. <laughs>
1: I can't believe we kept the whole name of mine.
2: That's <laughs> the get
0: turned that gets me every time. Every I time.
1: Either, I don't even remember like why we put that. It was just really funny.
0: Uh, it, it just rhymed with the unburnt, you know? Uh, oh, you,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah. It had I have been so known much. to get turned as well, so.
0: Yeah, we were just talking before uh, we started recording and I said, we're just jumping right in. Emily. What were your first impressions of this episode? Oh
1: my god. I like so I'm like a notorious, like my poor husband. I'm a really notorious like um movie TV show talker. And so
0: <laughs> like during the episode.
1: <laughs> during the episode. Because well, one I just like I have to like share my reactions to people and two, just like an insufferable know-it-all. So I always like, want to make sure like, <laughs> I know who that person is. Let me tell you the whole history of this person because you probably forgotten my husband's like, I totally know who you're talking about. But um, so I said to my husband before it started, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and be really quiet. Okay. And I, I was, I actually did a really good job because I was like, so trying to like focus on like what was happening, but like, just from the like, my first impression is basically this, of like, just from the previously on Game of Thrones, I had goosebumps, like waves of goosebumps. <laughs> like, and the show hadn't even started yet.
0: No, and that's so, great.
1: Yeah, so just like, I I mean, it's one of those kind of like, uh, you know, with, with the first episode, we have to do a lot of catch up and like make sure all the characters are in the same place. And and then you figure out the A story and the B story and the C story and whatever. And you kind of like check in with everyone and and figure it out. So that can be kind of boring to people. But for me, I'm like, it's like almost like, Going to see all your friends again, like after a long time of not seeing them, like everyone starts popping up and you're like, Yay, Kendry, yay, Jamie, yay, Danny. Like that. I was just like super stoked to see everyone and kind of like get this all rolling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And did you I had the the distinct impression of like, wow, for the first time in eight, nine years, all of these people were in one filming location. (laughs) Oh my
2: god, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but before we jump into that, Taylor, what were your first impressions?
2: Um, this was the prototypical calm before the storm episode, <laughs> as I figured it would be, and it lived up to that. But at the same time, this this ended, and and I think the the entire group I was watching this with in our little pre our premiere party, everybody was just like, "Wait, what?" Because <laughs> there's so much more story to tell, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm now doing that thing with where I did with Lost, where I'm like, okay five more episodes left for them to wrap this up. (laughs) They better do it.
0: Were you anticipating a longer episode for the first episode? Yeah. I thought it
1: it was going to be at least an hour and a half.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. There's so, there are so much. So, you know, in some ways it was a return to form because, you know, it feels like a classic episode. It wasn't, it didn't have the sprawling movie sort of grandeur that I kind of thought this one would have. And maybe we're going to get to that. I don't know.
0: Well, it also, for me, didn't suffer, uh, and not I suffer is a bad word to use to describe this, but there's some mid season episodes of different seasons where um, th- it doesn't feel like there's a start or an ending to the episode, you know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, it's the link between two episodes. And this yeah. one I felt had, you know, it had all this for me, it had like not exactly a cliffhanger, but it had this exciting ending and it had this, you know, great start. And I don't know, it just felt really good. Um, but we should definitely talk about, The first thing we saw uh, after the last season on Game of Thrones, which was that new introduction, which totally caught me off guard.
1: Yay. That's like my favorite part, because now that I've like caught on the last like four seasons or something that they change it depending on what has happened. (laughs) I was like waiting for it. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. What's it going to look like? And I think for me, like most of it seemed like normal. It it definitely, there was a lot less places that they showed than Mm. they normally do. It was only like four places or something. But the thing that really, and I mean, we'll probably talk about it later too, because it's like one of the most horrifying things that's ever happened in Game of Thrones. But when it showed the map and it showed the wall falling down, and then it showed last Hearth, mm. yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then the, yep. that first part where we see Lord, little Lord Umber like lean out, and he goes, "I'm gonna go get my people, at last Hearth, or whatever." And then I'm like, "Nope, you're dead. They're all dead, buddy. I saw <laughs> fall in the credits. Everyone's dead, bud. You're, you're. I'm sad for you." Yeah, buddy. we
0: saw it in the intro, man. <laughs>
2: <So I was laughs> Not like, good. This is not good. We be. are the Three-Eyed Raven. We know the, yeah. the secrets that are undiscovered. I love this opening because it—it it, um, two things were very, very different. One, we actually went inside the building. Yeah. Inside the Winterfell crypt and inside the King's Landing. Like, that was just super cool to see because there's only so few places left to focus on. They can actually go in and show it off a little bit and be like, look at all the money we spent. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that really caught me off guard was in the um what's the what is the official title of that cool compass thingy that spins around that you know is sort of the the center of everything there's a name for it i forget uh, what they you mean call
0: on it. a map a compass No road? in the
2: no no like in the that opening.
1: flaming golden crowny thingy it's like
2: the globe thing it's like it's like almost like a it's it's like a weird cylindrical compass looking thing that it's when you when the intro starts the uh sigils of all the families are on it it's like spinning around and then it's kind of like the sun that the game board revolves around
0: oh gotcha there's a
2: name for it though there's like a really cool nerdy name for it but anyway on this particular one there are like it's almost completely barren there's like three little things, but there's nothing, there's no ornamentation on it or anything. Like it was, it took me a little off guard. I was like, wait a second. Is this, is it, are we just down to three families left or three sigils? Like it was very strange. Um, you know,
0: I haven't picked up on that the last couple seasons. Damn.
2: I don't know if they've if they've been I taking wonder. them off as they go, but this it one looked very, very barren, like something about it looked very different, like the sun itself wasn't as flaming as it normally is, so they really leaned into the the theatrics of this opening to, to yeah. paint the picture
1: so it's called an astrolabe.
2: there you go Whoa. Yeah, an
1: astrolabe, <laughs> and it's the the circles that go around the sun, that's what also the like rings around the sun are
0: called astrolabe, Wow. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like that was like a, you should just drop the mic and we should end the podcast right now. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> to cr- be fair, I
1: googled there is it. no more.
0: <laughs> I googled
1: it. Let's not give me too much credit, but like
0: <laughs> I googled it too, but yeah. uh, I did not come up with that. <laughs>
1: I'm a very proficient Googler.
0: <laughs> um, I, I I thought we would we would kind of combine what we've done the last couple seasons, which is take it geographically, but um, just because I want to circle back to that ending, we'll. We'll do Winterfell, then we'll go south, then we'll come back to Winterfell. Um, so don't worry, we'll get there even when I <laughs> redirect this. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, the first thing we see so what I, what struck me about that intro and then the first scene was, um, I, I felt like that our point of view was, I felt like the point of view of the intro was being mimicked in the camera work of like mm-hmm. showing the army marching in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I That must have been intentional in some way. Uh, And I, I, Taylor couldn't help but think about your, you know, your comments on the director of this episode and uh, trying to set up in my mind, like, oh, this is going to be the more, uh, you know, epic kind of dramatic episode than than a battle. Yeah, Um, yeah. I you know, was there anything that struck you about that first thing where all the mar- armies are marching in? There's there's one big significant thing that stuck out to me. I'm wondering if either of you would mention it.
2: There's yeah. a uh, there's a wonderful symmetry in this episode and the very first episode of season one where it's oh, yeah. got the Starks gathering. Arya's looking out, you know, and she sees at that point Robert Baratheon and his court marching into Winterfell much much smaller obviously mm-hmm. um but just that same thing so now we've got a similar kind of look and feel of you know Aria's looking at you know the townspeople which we get to see their little their little Hogsmeade area again <laughs> um <laughs> of Winterfell it's like oh here that's still there okay that's good to know and everybody's looking only this time it's a thousand unsu- I mean just when that shot looked long and you just saw all oh, this yeah. CGI unsullied just you know miles and miles and miles of them I was like oh my god that's that really sets up both the scope of what's to come, but also how the hell are they going to feed all these guys? Like they're so, oh you know, they've been harping on that for quite a while. So that was just that visual impact of how are they going to do this was was
0: interesting. Yeah. Emily, anything uh, that you want to add to that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't really put it together because it's been whatever, you know, like eight years since we, we've we watched the first episode yeah. of Game of Thrones. But then I watched like the inside Game of Thrones and I was like, oh, yeah, of course, it's when the rubber Brathian first comes. Yeah. But um, I also really liked that, um, you know, maybe they just weren't paying a lot of attention, but it was, it kind of showed how much Arya has changed and Arya has grown to, to kind of, that she blended in with the crowd and like that John even though he kind of was, you know, staring straight ahead and the Hound and Gendry and whoever, that they didn't notice her in the crowd. Mm. Like they, maybe they weren't looking directly at her, but I kind of like, and especially later when she sneaks up on John and he's like, how'd you sneak up on me? And it's like, it kind of, it, for me, I was like, oh man, she's like the real, she's like a real assassin spy oh, yeah. chick now, like where she just kind of melted into the crowd and got to watch her brother come home and he had no idea that she was there. Like, I yeah. thought it was
0: really dope. Well, uh, uh both of those things are, yeah. T- t- <laughs> you both picked up on stuff I wasn't even thinking about. <laughs> but that, that symmetry with the first season, of course, um is it... Lord Umber that's the one running up the tree like Bran did in that first episode or is No I think it was just like kid? a
1: random peasant child Okay
0: <laughs> yeah. I was—I of course flashed to the books where at least the last couple of books uh Martin has a whole chapter about some character that you're never gonna see again that opens the book and you're like what is going on oh, and yeah. I was like oh no another new guy <laughs> yeah. like I gotta follow this guy um but the thing uh I thought was so interesting um was that there was like uh uh, there was a melding of cultures. Yeah, <laughs> that, oh. was. yeah. that was a lot of brown faces that marched yeah. into the north, Great and <laughs> I, I don't think I, I just hadn't really seen that stark contrast before. Well,
2: Sandy sold it too, right? She was like, Oh, she, yeah. She, yeah. She's like, <laughs> They're looking at us really <laughs> meanly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. There's a cut back to the villagers' faces where you, you really realize, like, Oh, it's a bunch of old white people here, uh, you know? And then they're right after that is that line about, like, they don't like outsiders. And I was like, Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, another show on our hands. I guess this is the setup to that uh Civil War tale that oh. we're doing. <laughs> <Inventory, whatever. laughs> um yeah, and I I had that note about Arya's face too. I thought she was such a great proxy for us as the audience. Yes. Um certainly because her eyebrows do like 80% of the work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so true. I was uh it was really refreshing to see this all through her eyes because it was the first time I feel like she, she could kind of just sit back and enjoy. She got to see her brother. She got to see Gendry, even the Hound to some degree, like all her past is coming back and she gets to see dragons for the first oh, time yeah. mm-hmm. she hadn't seen him before and she's like and just the look of like oh my god like, yeah. like almost giddiness and yeah. Aww, yeah. Just like, yeah she was a little girl again i mean she was yeah. home her family's coming home and this is like it kind of reinforces that calm before the storm sort of idea of like hey this may be the last time she gets to just enjoy herself before yeah. anything i mean
0: ever again maybe i don't know i it also <laughs> felt like the first time she got to be out in public since the first Ooh, season yeah because, yeah, just kind of you know,
1: like be herself
0: too. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, she's you know I, she was always sneaking around uh, mm-hmm. for s- seven years or whatever, eight years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then I, I another moment I, I think is worth noting there is when the formalities begin once they're inside Winterfell and Bran is just having none of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Interrupt. Oh my He's god, the like, new um, excuse Mormont. you, yeah. <laughs>
0: It was the perfect payoff for his, like, flat delivery the past few years. Of, like, yeah. that's exactly what we need. Now we need yeah. you to just sort of, like, push us along.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're all going to die tomorrow. Yeah, so we're like, hey, get guys,
1: <laughs> please stop hugging in Sansa. Please
2: stop doing dagger eyes at Danny. okay? We need to get a move on, please. Yeah, Fine. so, oh, great lead in. What, what do we whoa, make whoa, whoa, of Oh, yeah, yeah, I just, I want to mention, <laughs> I had completely forgotten that John had not seen Bran in however long. Oh, like, right. It, yeah. when they hugged and i was like oh my god he has not seen him since he went to the wall like yeah. he i cried a little long.
1: bit i cried a little bit cuz it was just like his face of seeing him like he couldn't believe that he was alive and that he was there like it was
2: so beautiful like, he was I, beautifully acted i thought that john had seen him before he went to go appeal to danny and that brand showed up after that after he left so i had yeah. i had to remind myself yeah. of where everybody everybody was but yeah what a cool moment yeah
0: yeah so i love seeing all the stark Reunions. I mean, uh, not just this season, but in the past season when Sansa and Arya and Bran mm-hmm. all regroup. Um, so yeah, that was a great moment. But but Sansa's tude. What do we make of this? <laughs> how, how do we feel about it?
1: Tude. I think you know. I think a lot of people will think it's like a woman thing, like a rivalry thing. But I think honestly, it's just Sansa has had to fight for so long, all these years, to defend her home, to defend herself, to defend her right to Winterfell all these things like she doesn't really want someone else coming in and like things, she's like, things are good now. Like I help run Winterfell and people respect me and they listen to me and I don't really want some foreign lady coming in with my bro and like, telling me what to do. Like I don't think it has to do with jealousy or rivalry. I think it's just more like Sansa's like, "Cool, I just got things under control and now there's all these <laughs> tens of thousands of freaking dudes here with you. I don't even know you." Like it's more like she is cautiously, you know, appraising her and appraising I was like she Sansa is a very practical person has become a very practical ruler in the last season. Yeah. And I think that's what she sees more of. That she just sees a bunch of mouths to feed and someone who thinks that they have a right to something they might not even have a right to anymore.
2: I wrote. Uh, I wrote in my notes: Sansa is like the Dick Cheney of this administration. Yeah. like she's <laughs> she's she's kind of like assumed all this power while the quote unquote real president or king is yeah. away. and she's just kind of like you're screwing up with my like. She, you're messing everything up. Everything was yeah. fine. <laughs> like, yeah. like you said. She has <laughs> this uh, kind of surly attitude. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, this is my job. And well, I
1: think, too, it has a little bit to do with maybe, like, you know, I don't have a brother, but like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're my sister, when my younger sister brought boys home for the first time, I'd be like, oh, yeah, hey, whatever. Like, who are you? What are you doing here? Like, like it's kind of like a little bit like she wants mm-hmm. to protect John. Like, there's they just got all their family back, and she doesn't want anything to happen to any of them, like, to pull mm-hmm. them away.
0: I, yeah, I did feel like um, it wasn't, I, I mean, not that she was like looking for a title when in the last season with Littlefinger, but he was definitely putting that in her head of like, you know, why should John be the the Lord of Winterfell? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did feel that for the, like, I, and I guess I enjoyed this, actually, even though Daenerys frustrates me, I did enjoy seeing <laughs> that there's like definitely a different philosophy about rulers in the North, you mm-hmm. know? And, and that, yeah, I didn't take it as like a, uh, you know, a woman to woman rivalry. I took it as, as more of like that, you know, we have different philosophies of how this needs to be led, but I, de- your point about, I just got the shit under control. <laughs> <Yeah. is> perfect. <laughs> yeah. This
1: bitch coming in, trying to <laughs> yeah. wreck everything with our 10,000s of people who all probably eat a lot. Like,
0: what is oh, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that's a perfect segue into that council meeting, which is the next thing we see. Um little Lord Umber uh Aww. signs his own death Sad. warrant.
1: R A P, bud.
0: Yeah. Go back and tell your people.
1: <laughs> Sad. <laughs>
0: um, but then uh then we do have that conflict with Lady Mormont, who is oh. just just as salty as ever.
1: God, remember, like so last season, like my whole thing, last season the season before we're just like ladies doing it for themselves, and she's just like she's, I just, she's in this room full of, gr- she well, she's like 12 or 11 or something. She's in this room full of grown men who are older and more experienced than her, experience, and she just straight up stands up and calls out Jon Snow like a boss. Like, yeah. I was like so like <gasps> like, and one of my other favorite parts of the whole thing was when Tyrion gets up and he said, and the Lannister army will be here. And then her they cut to her and Lord Royce and her face is just like that perfect of like, bitch, you said what kind of face? Like, me. Just like lividness on that tiny little child face. I, <laughs>
0: so uh, good. Asterisks on that. I'm so glad you said Royce because that was one of the names that I could not come up with when I was watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And when we talked right before we started recording, when you said you were going to have trouble with names... I was like, oh boy, I hope she remembers <laughs> what did yeah. I call him? Sir, Sir Bad Haircut's yeah. name? That was what I was calling him during the episode. I was like, I know it's something else. I got,
2: it's, Lord
1: and- Royce, Protector of the Veil, vale, or whatever. Lord
2: Royce yeah. always has a, a permanent scowl. So, like, you know, when he's actually angry about something or actually disgruntled, it's, it's kind of fun to, to watch his. You'd watch what he does. Yeah, him the I like,
1: next to each other was like my favorite. Yeah, it was just like both sour grapes face. and, like, Al- the Lannister army better not come
2: here. Well, and they kind <laughs> of they, both she and Mor- uh, Lady Mormont are kind of like avatars for those of us in the audience that are like, wait a second, <laughs> you said in this episode before that yeah. you were like, they're they're like holding the writers to account, like through through these characters. Like, wait, wait, wait. You said, is are we still doing this or not? They're like, no, uh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, let's let's stay on track here. So they're like yeah. script supervisors. Yeah, you know, like little. <laughs> As on the show, little tiny strip supervisor,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, do we think that that uh, you know, the resistance from them is that do they recognize the danger that's headed their way and they're trying to protect the north? Is, like, are we seeing them being protective or are we seeing them being defensive against Lannisters or something? I guess I don't I mean,
2: think. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Emily oh
1: my god such a gentleman um I think I think it's like it's funny so as an Irish person we just myself like we kind of have like this almost instinctual fear of like British people (laughs) like because the last time we we trusted British British people they took our whole country and basically enslaved us for like hundreds of years and so that I think that's kind of what it is a little bit like this like conscious like ancestral memory of the north of like yeah, yeah the last time the north wasn't ruled by itself our Targaryen came in on a dragon and took it from us yeah, yeah. and so it's kind of like I don't think it has to do so much with the Lannisters even though they obviously there's some really bad blood. I think it's more that it's Danny, and it's like uh yeah you know we've kind of learned not to trust Targaryens to keep their word that we're going to be self-governing and like we kind of we were doing an okay job governing ourselves for a little while we kind of don't want to give that up
0: yeah that's Again. A, a great point because i think um the dream from season two on wasn't so much that rob would be king it was mm-hmm. that the north would be its own kingdom that's yeah. yeah yeah you saying that kind of brings all those memories to serve to the surface uh taylor you were going to say something about that
2: i still don't think that any of them truly comprehend what's coming Gotcha. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that they had to drag the, uh, the white or the zombie, you know, the, the crazy zombie thing in the box all <laughs> the way to Cersei to convince her yet. They haven't done, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Leanna or any of the Lords of the North have actually physically seen with their own eyes, like exactly how treacherous this is. So I almost wonder if there isn't in addition to what Emily said, cause I love that metaphor of the Irish and the and just sort of the, the history. <laughs> like,
1: um, not that I like hate all British people. I'm just saying, like you no, get a little that's, nervous.
2: That's <laughs> totally so true. Totally like bad. that, that gets, no. <laughs> I mean, especially with a culture that's, that's, you know, a lot of it's based on, you know, they love their scrolls and they love their verbal, you know, the verbal oral tradition and all that stuff. So that just gets passed down in songs and plays and stories and all these things. But then, and on top of that, this idea that John, they only know about what's coming through John's own word. And yeah, they've trusted that, but they don't have that visceral, like, Oh shit. Like they're going to hang up a little boy in like a spiral of, dead arms and like they don't know that that's that's what's heading their way so i think if they did because john in later in the episode john sells it he's like he's telling sansa he's like hey i don't none of this matters yeah titles and all that stuff does not matter like we need as many people helping as possible do not understand i don't think the lords of the north quite get it yet to their own detriment probably
1: yeah and i think that's like that was probably the most significant line in the whole episode of like whoever sits on the Iron Throne, whoever is called the king or queen or lord or whatever of the north, it doesn't matter if they come here and all kill us. Yeah. Like, if we're, we're fighting each other, we're fighting Cersei or we're fighting whoever, we're, we're you know, playing, uh, you know, political games, they will murder us all and there will be no more people anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm glad that... It's kind of, like, funny, like, that John is, like, the voice of reason. Like, it's almost, like, at this point, like, whining, like, you guys, they're gonna kill us. Yeah. Like, just... I'm just, I'm really serious, you guys. I like think we have to band together. Like, everyone's like, well, but I don't want to sit at the table with that guy. Because...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't believe me, follow yeah. little Lord Umber up to his death <laughs> at Last part. Oh. We've just sent him there to get brutally smirked. So, murdered. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a great, um several great moments between uh, Sansa and Tyrion. Uh, um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> which I... <laughs> freaking loved the introduction to you where he says well we haven't spoken since joffrey's wedding <laughs> it was a miserable affair <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she goes oh it had its moments <laughs> and <everyone's>
0: like, oh. <laughs> oh my god i had to rewind it, so it to make funny. sure that's what she was talking about oh yeah, my god like, that her little smile
1: amazing. too just yeah like, he, he, he. it's i'm talking about because he died
2: It is cool, though, to see, by the way, like, I mean, we saw it last season or, you know, the season seven, but it's cool to see Sansa like fully formed in her element Mm. completely. You know, she is not the scared little girl anymore. She is she is has out little fingered little finger like that was kind of her final move, your final move to become this you know strong, powerful woman. And I'm seeing more and more of Catelyn in her every time she's on screen. And I wonder if that's an intentional choice by Sophie Turner or if that just. You know, if that's just what happens to the daughter, like she just becomes, you know, eventually becomes as strong as the mother. So it's really cool to see that I in that Tyrion Sansa scene, though, it just it disappointed me a little bit that Tyrion still has this weird, irrational belief that his sister will do the right thing. And Sansa calls mm-hmm. him out on it. And he's like, "What? I don't yeah. know. Maybe <laughs> uh, and I'm, she, she's like, you were the cleverest man I ever met you, until now, you dummy. And yeah. I don't where's oh. where do you think that's you coming dumb. from? Why do you think Tyrion still I mean, yeah, he was down there. He saw her reaction, but he knows Cersei better than any of these people. Why would he still think sh- she would do the right thing?
0: I think, I mean, I think what he was saying to her was she has a reason now, meaning her her fake pregnancy. pregnancy.
2: yeah. Or her yeah. real
1: pregnancy. We haven't really even, like,
0: yeah. it could be real. Could does Tyrion know of? she's pregnant? Does, does yes. He, he yeah, does. he does. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, I, that's right. They had that scene yeah. in, the, in the hands meeting hall, or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. I and, think,
1: too, like, with family, like, even though she's been mean to him his whole life, and she basically hates him, and he killed the guy, de- you know, the I think you still want to believe the best about your family and I think deep down you know he's only got two people in his whole family left and if he doesn't know where his brother is he he knows where Cersei is and even though they hate each other it's like he doesn't want her to die he doesn't want her to suffer this horrifying death against the White Walkers like I think some little part of him like I think that's what's so beautiful about Tyrion is like he as much as like he grumbles and like has a lot of pessimism i think he's like the eternal optimist especially when it comes to his like weird horrible family
2: mm-hmm. like
1: he really wants to believe that she will do the right thing even though she will probably always let him down and i think that's a very common thing in families honestly. i
2: uh i'm reminded of a, of a line that tywin gave several seasons ago that was that was really it stuck with me then and i'm sure it sticks with cersei now too but he goes he looks at looks right at cersei when he's hand to the king he goes the problem with you is that you're not as clever as you think you are. Like, because Tyrion, Tyrion actually is clever for the most part, and he knows it, but he tries to be humble about it. Seriously, absolutely, thinks she is the smartest one and the, the smartest tool in the shed. And <laughs> you know, she she's almost blinded by her own arrogance on that fact. And Tywin was like the one guy who could call her bullshit for what it is and she was constantly you know not scared of that but sort of operating under that shadow so once tywin died it's almost like she just she's been you know unshackled to just run roughshod over everybody's plans and to hell with anything
0: yeah i um wow this is just giving me a lot to think about but i i, <laughs> I what i'm picking up on between what you're both saying is that there's a great continuity between that last scene the scene with Circe and Tyrion mm-hmm. and now, and I love that you're connecting it to that longer thread of how Tywin spoke to his own children about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I mean, uh, I thought Sansa in that moment was showing that she had truly I mean, granted, she always hated Cersei, but she had also picked up the little finger rule of, like, assume the worst about everyone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's probably true.
0: <clears throat> I I should have brought this up when we briefly talked Stark reunions. I had separated out, of course, in my outline um, about John, the John and Arya reunion. I don't know that there's anything we need to add there. They play a short game of, uh, that ain't a knife. And yeah. then they... Uh, <laughs> And then I had one question. (laughs) (laughs) I had one question for Emily, which uh, I may have gotten wrong on our preview podcast, Taylor. Uh, In the books, isn't Needle made of Valyrian steel?
1: You know, I was trying to think about that too. And I, because I went through when I was talking after the episode, I was talking to my husband about where all the swords are and like who right. has them and stuff. And I honestly, I cannot remember, but I know that she, the dagger that she has now of Littlefingers is Valerian yeah. Steel. But and I because, don't think Needle is.
0: And because John remarked on that, I'm thinking like that that was their way of saying Needle is not. Yeah. At least in the I, show.
1: I'm pretty sure it's not because I'm pretty sure they just made it at
2: Winterfell. Like,
0: he so. Just made
2: it i'm we looking will... right now it's it is saying it is a good steel but not valyrian steel okay.
0: Mm, yeah. okay um and we'll uh we'll yeah i'll anyway i'll get to that later let's jump to king's landing um they the army of the dead kyburn gives the army of the dead update to cersei who... she's like
1: excellent like mr burns like Ex- <laughs> <excellent>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: i did what i loved i mean i'm sure we, I, honestly so many there were so many great du- like directions in this episode and where the camera moves around behind her to catch her turning and that's the reveal of the iron fleet coming mm-hmm. back into the harbor i just oh what a good moment mm-hmm. um so we get a euron and cersei reunion um uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead. Actually, I'm proven uh, wrong again, Taylor. From the, a comment I made in the preview episode, which is uh, Euron has Yara. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, I was I noted that too. I'm like, ooh, we must we screwed that up. I had forgotten that she was still on the ship.
0: Yeah, I did. So once once Euron and Cersei are, you know, have their scene in the in the uh, throne room, uh, did that move a little quickly at that moment? I mean, I know we only have six episodes, but <laughs> I. Yeah, their their little footsie game was yeah. given they've been up playing for a while though. No, no but remember, yeah, go back yeah. to
2: like some of those previous episodes and like you know last season or before where you're on he's he's made this exact oh, move yeah. at least twice now. And finally, she's like, "All right." And so I, I noted, Euron is like the college guy who shows up late to a high school party, and then is more (laughs) obnoxious than any of the high schoolers, and then ends up like, you know, having sex with like the one popular girl because she's just so passed out. Like that's Euron. It's like nobody invited you here. You aren't welcome here. Why are you here at all? Yeah, it, it, he's just going to make the most of it. So he's just that yeah. he's that character that just kind of showed up last minute and it's just as obnoxious as hell. And Ugh. the fact that Cersei likes it just, ah, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. So I just like Was they... like her bucket
1: list Like one of the lists, Like <laughs> Fuck a pirate Check Like <laughs> She's just like She's like Meh nah, Might as well Whatever
0: Like Well like, is, pa- <laughs> is part of it The ongoing ruse Of the pregnancy If it is a ruse Like Ooh, I, maybe. That's another thing That you know He makes that statement Of like I'm gonna put a prince In your belly Which
1: by the way Is super weird <laughs> Yeah That's what Peter goes My husband was like It's not that weird And I'm like Okay but like This is the first time They've ever had sex And he's like I'm gonna put a bit of prince In your womb. Like what? The- okay, bro. Like, settle down there, buddy. But I think too. I think for the most part, I think it was more of a strategic choice. Yeah. If she knew, if she kept stringing him along, if she kept saying after the war, after the war, after the war, he could turn around and sail yeah. away, and she would have basically nothing. So I think for the most part, maybe it was a little bit the pregnancy, but I think a lot of it had to do with strategically. She's like, I know that I need him, and it's like, if that's the way you have to keep him, it's not thing in the world he's not terrible looking
2: let me throw another element Mm -hmm. on or another log on this fire she he he reminds her by the (laughs) way um i think before and then definitely after they do the deed he's he he reminds her of her past loves he's like you know robert and jamie Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if she just isn't lonely she sent jamie away (laughs) um and in in such a way that she probably doesn't think he's coming back so she's like okay i'm pregnant jamie's gone um yes it's having euron around serves this idea of, well who's the daddy it could be euron so that that works yeah. but also she just she is. i mean all her kids are dead her brothers have abandoned her you know her 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 love of her life has abandoned her which is jamie too so it's you know it stands to reason that she's got this guy who's horny for her and it's like oh, all right yeah you know? she also
0: incinerated the other love of her life lancel
2: yeah oh that's
0: right I know.
2: and
1: i i think too there's like a little bit of like I don't know if she's ever really gotten to choose for herself. Like Mm. what she, I mean, I think in a sense she chose to be with Jamie, but I think for her, in her mind, it was always inevitable, like inevitable that Mm. she, they are twins. They are meant to be together, that there was no stopping that. And then of course, Robert was picked for her. And in the books, especially she talks a lot about, you know, how Rhaegar Targaryen was supposed to be hers. You know, she was, she Uh, was obsessed with Rhaegar Targaryen. Rhaegar Targaryen that he was handsome he was smart he was this mysterious person she was like in love with him since she was a child and her dad kept telling her that is who you're going to marry you are going to be the queen of Westeros and I think she's like it kind of broke her a little bit of the man that she quote unquote chose to be with for the rest of her life Mm -hmm. she didn't end up with and then the second man now has betrayed her the man that got chosen for her was a pig and she hated him and whatever Lancel, we won't talk about him because that was a whole weird thing. But now it's kind (laughs) of like, she's like, I can do what I want now. And if I want to have sex with this guy, I'm going to do it. Like Nobody can stop me.
0: You hit on something so interesting in that, which is uh, because I think in the books, it's pretty explicit that she's, a teen or preteen when she's in love with Rhaegar.
1: Yeah, she's like twelve years old or something, and, and he's quite a bit older than her. He would and, be like in his twenties.
0: Yeah, and when you said that, it really it, it like recast the whole show uh, in my mind of like, oh my god, this is a psych a psychopath living out her stupid prince and princess fantasy from her yeah. pubescent years you and know? It's,
1: it's super interesting too because we especially in the books and in the show we've really we really focused on robert's love of liana and if he started yeah. a whole war to go get her and we never really you know i think that was kind of what broke her a little bit of nobody ever asked cersei mm-hmm. if she wanted revenge for the that robert killed rhaegar and mm-hmm. then she had to marry him That's true. Nobody ever apologized to her for that. Nobody ever asked for her opinion about (laughs) that. Her dad, especially, is the worst and i think that's it really plays a lot to her character especially now of like now she's finally in charge of her her own life and her own destiny and she's like holding on to that for dear life
2: by the way quick aside that also explains why she was so shitty to Sansa. Sansa was very much that same print little princess like yep. oh joffrey's the love of my life i go back to season 1 <laughs> or in the books i'm sure it's it's fairly similar like oh joffrey joffrey i'm going to be a princess and i almost wonder if like seriously wasn't looking at her like oh you have no idea i'm, I'm going to purposely show you how wrong you are yeah and you know it's in, in the same way sansa i mean as horrible as all those experiences were she's as badass now as circe is in terms of being you know completely in control of her own destiny mm-hmm. so i don't know there's there's some interesting mirroring there too
0: hmm I you uh, oh man you saying that make that also explains a bit of sansa's frustration just in that phrase of like daenerys showing up with jon has has shifted the balance where sansa is again like not Mm. in control of her own destiny Mm -hmm. and i can see how it's like both a personal uh problem for her and a i want to protect my people like protective instinct so
2: yeah
0: yeah. um so there's one more uh great thing that happens um in king's landing uh (laughs) which is kyburn uh uh, interrupts brawn um (laughs) in in a, a brothel by the uh, way can
2: i just say this this is total fancers this is what everybody had hoped bronze time off would be like yeah. <laughs> Like, i mean it was so classically cliche but i'm like i'm so glad they did this because like well this is, you know this and is it's, exactly... a, it's a
0: mirror image of episode one season one it's mm-hmm. like that was Tyrion. oh you know? you're right yeah oh right like uh he's with one prostitute and jamie comes in and hi- has hired all of them and it's like you know uh in the north um yeah, yeah so kyber makes this offer to brawn um is it to kill both brothers yeah, yeah. it's, to kill them it's the contract okay yeah. so it the contract is not fulfilled if he only kills one of them
2: correct why did and- she think that he would kill either of them because he likes money
0: yeah. Does he still, <laughs> I, I mean, he, it definitely feels like he's learned. It's not all it's. Yeah. Up and again. I
1: was actually talking, I was like prepping for this to do the recording with talking with Peter, but you know, <laughs> Braun is like such a funny character to me. I really like him a lot, but mostly because he's like kind of the comic relief, but I think throughout the, all the times that we've seen him, starting when he saves Tyrion from the Moon Door or whatever, that he has always done stuff because it benefited him or because mm-hmm. he thought it was going to benefit him. So it's like he knew this is Tyrion Lannister. His dad will pay me a ton of money if I return him to him. I'll fight in the Blackwater. So I'll be, you know, a hero. I'll be made a lord. I'll t- team up with Jamie and he'll give me a castle and a wife and blah, blah, blah. And I think there's going to come a time where... Ron is going to be cuz he became friends with Tyrion, he became friends with Jamie, and when faced with an army of the dead, what's more important? Him mm-hmm. surviving to to spend another coin another day or killing two dudes who are his friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what it's going to come down to if at the, yeah. his very core, he's a self-preservationist. if he will be he's always looking out for number 1 and in this this part when you're faced with white walkers uh i think he's gonna try to save himself and be on the side of the people who are fighting for life and not oh, caring about gotcha. shooting two brothers you know gotcha.
2: yeah, can, yeah. I, can i ask a point of order did braun have his castle and wife taken from him yeah when Sounds did that like happen it. how did that did, did i just miss that or forget that or was that a, a explained at any point in time
0: well he was given the castle there's a brief moment where jamie says something about we're Giving that castle to someone else, right? Emily? Is that one yeah. Bran
2: wearing like the the Lord outfit and everything, and he's all like refined and sophisticated and
1: Yeah, because it was like Cersei needed allies, like from the the whatever the middle range of the king. I remember where the um,
0: the, the reach flower,
1: the reach. Yes, the flower people. Um, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> see, this is what I, what I said the about the name that I don't remember. yes, the flower people. Um, (laughs) so I think she needed like that to give that to someone else so that they would be, um, you know, like her allies or whatever. So, but she like made Jamie, like go deliver the bad news. And he's like, dude, are you kidding me, man? Well, I, I,
0: I, and I don't know what to make of this either, other than it, it's either a, a, just a funny remark or it is a little bit of foreshadowing, which is when the crossbow is presented and he (laughs) says, that fucking family. <laughs>
1: I know. Well, Which, that's the crossbow that killed Tywin Lannister.
0: And I was wondering, yeah. is that the same crossbow it that is. Joffrey used to kill uh, Roz? Oh, oh,
1: probably, probably.
0: Yeah, that's this what. This fucking
1: family. That yeah. so much sense. <laughs> like but, they're weird and crazy.
0: I, I to me, I guess the presentation of that, I thought, yeah, he he's saying that, like it, it is comic relief for us as an audience, but I thought it sort of betrayed this thing of like. Now you've crossed the line. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Like right? yeah, you know, now. like he was like now you know. Oh my God, I'm not gonna go murder your brothers with the weapon <laughs> that one of your brothers used to murder your father. That's crazy. Um, so I yeah, that's that's great. I, I mean, I like that it's there's a question mark there. I guess. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, the uh, back in the Iron Fleet, um, which is presumably. Parked in the harbor of King's Landing, Theon <laughs> has no trouble <laughs> boarding yeah. Euron's ship, killing everyone aboard, rescuing Yara, um, and then sailing off in three huge ships, uh, which seemed specious to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh well this is great but how how in the world see i uh, was
2: blinded by my eternal love for the yara theon relationship oh, yes. every time they're on screen and like they one of them helps the other one or one of them does something triumphant with the other one i'm always like oh like, so i just know. i i completely throw logic out the window their relationship is probably my favorite sibling relationship in this entire show and that's saying a lot considering mm. you know all the previous mm-hmm. stuff i don't know why i just those two Trying to eke out an existence on the, you know, through you know, this weird effed up upbringing that they had. Um It's just it's something about it just really, really uh, sits with me.
0: Quick, quick book flashback. Uh, Emily, mm-hmm. um, the Queen's moot is still going on at the end of book five, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh- <laughs> uh, wait, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. I think it's either like just wrapped up or like just ended or like. Getting towards the end because i kind of feel like i'm trying to remember now i'm so mixed up because of the show too of like did that really happen in the book or did that just happen in the show and i'm like blanking completely but yeah it's I know. like we i think it is kind of left ambiguous of like and because even if i, th- I think it, you know what <clears throat> now that i'm remembering correctly i think the king queen's moot king's moot whatever has been decided in that euron is selected king but he goes off to do a completely other different thing
0: mm. like he
1: goes off to find Daenerys. Right right. Like right. he's he's like he's going to spend the next year sailing across the whole globe to try to find Daenerys. Like this so That's his story right. is completely different.
2: Interesting. Yeah.
0: So uh what do you make of uh Yara presents this idea that da- Daenerys may she's basically like hey the the Iron Islands are unoccupied right now by an army. Uh-huh. Um we could easily take it and Daenerys will need a place to retreat to where the dead can't get to her. Um I what do you what do you make of that? Like I took that as Yara's intention like that's what she's doing
1: yeah and i think it's kind of interesting like the way maybe it's just the way that she said it but it felt so sad to me you know like she's saying that basically her home this place that she loves will be the last resort of humanity in westeros Mm -hmm. like that's Mm -hmm. kind of like that's like a heavy burden to bear of like realizing like yeah i'm gonna take back my home that i fight that i fought so hard for and you know bled for and people have died for and this could it could very well be the last place that people will ever exist on in mm. Westeros. Like that's so, I was like, <gasps> like kind of took me, like I took my breath away and it's such a simple little scene, but just for me, I was like, Oh my God. Like realizing that, like, Oh my God, like that's so crazy. And then I was, then I like, just was like quiet from him and I turned to Peter. I was like, but like, what if they can swim? What if those <laughs> zombies can swim?
2: They, it's a flip it's a flip from her father because he was, you know, pretty damn confident. Early on when her father was still alive, he was always the one that going, Oh, we live in the Iron Islands. Nobody can get to us. Our isolation is our strength. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's this, like you said, Emily, it's this sad sort of fact of the like, shoot, this may be the last refuge um for this whole place. So that's yeah. what a weird twist. Like she may, I mean, she'll be queen of the Iron Islands, but that whole um What's the, the iron price, you know, Mm -hmm. to to be that is still hanging over her head. Well,
0: I I guess what I wondered about that scene is so immediately after that, she mentions, I mean, she's the one who says the word Winterfell to Mm -hmm. Theon. And I wondered if it was, if that signified in any way, or, or, you know, at least put the idea in our heads. Like, does that mean Yara is still trying to choose between those two things? Like go fight with Daenerys or Mm -hmm. go back to her home? (laughs)
1: No, I think she's probably going to go home. I think it's kind of like if she's on the ship, I think her mind is kind of made up. But she's like letting Theon like make his choice. like, But like with no judgment, like if you want to go and fight with the people you grew up with and defend this, the home that was more your home than our home, then she wants him to do that. I just love too that – well, first I love their sea capes. I don't know what that is about, <laughs> but I just love them. Like it's because it's like a real short, like little, almost like um, sailors' uniforms, like mm. type short cape, and then like the thing. And was I love them? I just I love every time I see her wearing I'm like yes, sea cape. But I also love that their slogan is "What is dead will never die." Like mm. it's so prevalent now, and Ooh. I always love like the super like you you know. We focused a lot on the Starks, the Targaryens, the Lannisters, um, the Brathians in the show, the kind of major houses, but the Greyjoys have been here just as long. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to think like that where, where maybe their saying comes from. Like There's a lot of death that surrounds their traditions and stuff, but it is interesting now that a literal army of the dead is walking yeah. on Westeros that what is dead can never die it's really yeah. I was
0: like, oh it so, gives me chills.
2: Like, but I'm gonna I, kill him <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, like I'm gonna
1: do it anyway. Like, I'm gonna murder a bunch of people who can't be murdered.
0: Yeah, I I yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of it. We we talked about Theon in our preview and and um I, I personally just don't I don't care about his story anymore. Oh yeah. Todd we, we he's we gonna forgot. have a triumphant
2: moment and you're gonna you're gonna sob a tear for Theon yeah. We this. had I a like
1: a moment that. I was like is he dead? Is he alive? Where yeah. is he? I don't know what he's doing. <laughs>
0: well (laughs) he
2: showed up i'm like oh there
0: he is i'm also like uh afflicted by that terrible practicality of a book reader where i've stared at that map so long and i know i know that what this means is they left king's landing and they're sailing around the west coast of westeros Mm -hmm. to the iron islands and winterfell is on the east East coast coast. so (laughs) there's no way to get there i mean except across land yeah because, I, I mean, surely Yara's not going to... That's I guess that's where my other question is. Is Yara going to sail those three ships up to Winterfell and then she gets coerced into being part of this battle? Or are we going to see Theon riding a single horse across the entire <laughs> country to get to Winterfell? Which he'll arrive too late for, because the yeah. we know the Army of the Dead is now between Last Hearth and Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the north. <laughs> um, uh, Daenerys learns that her dragons are not eating very much, and she takes John out to see them as they're picking at these bones. And I honestly thought they were going to go get some food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a date? Like, hey, if you want to ride my dragon, we'll just go like get McDonald's really quick.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> yeah, but they led the dragons even farther north, apparently. I think
1: they just like wanted to fly i mean i think the real purpose like they said this in the inside the episode or whatever too of like having a moment where you're kind of you know re like re-upping their relationship like they they didn't just like have sex on the ship and now they're like oh we're just allies like that re like making sure we remember like no they are a couple now they like each other they're in love with each other um and also that she's the only one that's ever rode a dragon in like hundreds of years thousands of years like and now john is too and like, that's so cool. Like, that's
0: so dope. Yeah, I did a double take though, when, um, he said, I've never ridden a dragon. And I was like, yeah, how'd you get off that Island in the North? But he did not get to ride the dragon. Everyone else, well, the, the Magnificent yeah. Six rode it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he had to take Benjen's, uh, Hor- dead horse. Stag
2: thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I, uh. Uh, did she? Did we get a little callback to a Yara line when she's like, we could stay a thousand years in there? Is that something Yara said back when they went into their cave? I, I uh, saw her. Dim- oh,
1: you, God.
2: Regret. Sorry. Yeah. Why yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: names? Uh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I, that, it was like, be, oh, yeah, really? What is, is it with you and John? And what is it, John and caves? You know? <laughs> Freezing cold caves. Like, what well, is that? That says romance to him. Then
2: we get the most awkward line in Game of Thrones history. So come and keep your queen warm. I know, I'm just it's like, like, oh okay. god, <laughs> a thousand groans were, were, were unleashed across this nation of ours.
1: I was just excited that they were smooching.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea because when he got on the dragon and, you know, there was a funny sort of uh, scene, uh, you know, like brief moment of him like awkwardly climbing on the yeah. dragon. And I, I had that, I was thinking of that whole thing of like, well, the dragon, you know, probably can tell this is a Targaryen that's trying to get on my back, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then then to have that smooch happen and it cuts to the dragon's face oh my god at him.
1: yeah Dra- drago's face of just like it's like almost like um so my sister had this chihuahua when we were growing up and he was <laughs> like and he was like this really he was like the sweetest boy dog but every time my sister would get a new boyfriend that dog would like sleep in the middle of them bark at him it's almost like i am good like drago was like okay, I'm allowed allow this to happen, but you better know if you fuck up, I'm going to come roast you. That's my mom, and I love my mom. Like, it was kind of cute. It was like, it was like, almost like a dog, like, saying, like, okay, I'm allow this because my mom likes you, but also, I'm watching you, bro. I like that. It was
0: you, so fun. You took away the cute reaction, and what I saw was that dragon was like, that's your aunt, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, yeah. Can't you smell that you have the same blood? Like, that's what I did. Um, so it's
1: been uh, worse man they married their sisters and stuff like before. Uh, yeah i, I guess
0: yeah. <laughs> what about the dragon flight itself like
1: Aww, so fun. Was. okay it was great i like and i'm like a huge like i my favorite movie when i was growing up was star wars and i like seriously i wanted to be a fighter pilot when i grew up so watching captain marvel was like the best thing ever in my whole life yeah. On the side, but um so even like just watching it i was like making noises like Woo-hoo! like Woo! like it like it was really cool i liked it a lot i liked that, that was, there was like a playfulness to it i'm waiting
2: for the uh the memes to show up where that's that's those scenes with the never-ending story theme music <laughs> yeah. behind them
0: i was thinking oh. of uh it's the like when they're gonna put blaster like star wars blasters coming out oh like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah um so uh we also have in uh gendry's uh smithy or foundry or whatever it is um Gendry is making a weapon for the Hound, a giant um, axe, Axt. and we get the reunion of Gendry the Hound and Arya. Um, well, I thought the the Arya Hound thing was—I I, I don't know—I I'll open it up to you, YouTube. Um, How else the-
2: could that have gone though? Honestly, yeah. like that's that's <laughs> uh, I saw it, like I mean, and it was almost part of me almost kind of saw the Hound was kind of like happy to see her. It just, it had sort of this like look of, Oh, Hey, you, yeah, you left me for dead, but here he respects um, he respects strength in other people. uh, It seems like he respects the survival instinct in a lot of people. And I think that's Arya has mastered both of those clearly. So them seeing each other, you know, it's it's not like they were the best of buddies. It was always a, a sort of love hate relationship anyway, at the, at the most, so for him to see her again in these conditions i'm sure honestly he's probably happy to see her because he's like one more good soldier for this fight to come mm. she you know she's a survivor good we need more of you because yeah. he knows what's coming he's seen it
1: yeah and i think too like you, like you said like game respect game like he's like you were like <laughs> it wasn't her who tried to hurt him that was brianne. You know, i'm sure when he sees brianne too like he'll be like hey oh uh, you know, yeah you bested me and and that's great for you. But I think too, with Arya, you know, he really, I think he had to respect that. She was a little girl. She was a girl then yeah. and she left him to die and, and robbed him. As she said, like, <laughs> I think he kind of has to respect that of like, wow, you, you got the best of me and you're still here, which means that you, there's something, you know, something strong about you. And I, I like you said, Taylor, like, he's like, Oh good. Another one for the fight. Like, this is a good, a good addition
2: to our he's, red I mean- team. <laughs> He does go. I mean, he, everybody who has physically seen the White Walkers with their own eyes or has experienced their fury seems to all be of the same mind of like, oh, except for Cersei. It's like, oh, yeah. who cares about all who cares about the past? Who cares about all that? This is all that matters. And the Hound seems to have have sort of surrendered to that that mindset. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So to call back to something you said earlier, um, Arya and Sansa haven't seen any White Walkers, right?
2: You know, I'm trying to
1: remember now too because they would have had to drag that White Walker through Winterfell to get to the south to go to that meeting. Oh, they, they
0: I, flew I, it I, though, didn't they?
1: I don't remember, man. Or they went on a ship. I, that's what I was trying to remember. I was like, I feel like some of them saw that box. Like they brought the White Walker into the hall at Winterfell. There's something in my mind. Maybe I'm just making this up. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel I'm going to have to go back and watch, but I feel like some of them have indeed seen the white walkers like of the northerners who didn't go to the actual North.
0: Even if that happened, I was about to say that was before Aria got there, but that yeah. too, I'm not sure of. Yeah. So we also get a little Gendry Arya moment. Oh, the they
1: need to smooch. I have not.
0: I mean, I like, the Brian Torman thing may not happen, but now, mm-hmm. <laughs> now I just am shipping.
1: Yeah, indie that's Aria. for sure happening because he long bottomed pretty hard. Like that, he was like a weird, awkward kid, when we first him, And now you're like,
2: oh, hello, hi, and she he too. Yeah. Hold on, uh, <laughs> what? Oh, <wow. laughs> please
0: explain. Oh,
2: hi. I, t- can, may I, may I, this, please? Please. so so neville longbottom was cast as this as this dopey little kid who you know was sort of the 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 weird little friend and as he aged he got hotter and hotter and more attractive and more well and then the character got more heroic and more sort of you know uh, um you know confident and everything so gendry is is sort of a little bit like that and he was he had his sort of awkward smithy phase and now he's gendry sexy Gendry, you know (laughs)
1: Smith to the to the resistance. That's
0: right. <laughs> I, no, I, I, just, I it's got to be a, a a pretty large audience that would actually understand that. But, oh
1: yeah, uh, people who listen will be like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then Google Matt Lewis <laughs> like really. Good
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, Matt Lewis
2: is gonna be James Bond one day. Mark my words. Oh,
1: I hope so. He's great. <laughs> hey hey, <laughs> you're my favorite character in Harry Potter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. That, that totally distracted me. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is the moment that you uh, uh, spoke of earlier, where Sansa and John um, they have another sort of argument where you you felt like John was sort of making his point, like Sansa kind of understood his his point, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter after this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did feel a little bit like a replay of that argument before the Battle of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. And I, You're right. It,
2: yeah. I did
0: catch myself thinking, like, has she worked something behind the scenes? I don't know, Mm. but I, I don't know. I, in general, I'm, I'm sort of liking what we've come up with tonight of, you know, she's, she's protective of losing her own control of her own destiny, but also of her people. So, um, (laughs) uh, Daenerys then, uh, visits Samwell in the Winterfell library. And, (laughs) uh, I, I mean, I thought it was played really well, but I also thought that Sam's father was a monster. Um, yeah,
1: he so, was, and yeah. I think that he, like you said, he they really did play it really well. Of like when she, you know they they meet and there's some niceness and drawers just like I love the drawers just like lurking in the background, all silent. Like this is this is the guy that saved me. Like, <laughs> 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 like, mom, I don't want to talk to him. I don't. I already said But um, that's that, exactly what it was. I know, right? He was like all shy It was really cute. But when she says, you know. You know, she explains to Sam like really logically of like I gave him an out and he said no and Sam's face is just you know he looks shocked and but and kind of sad but he doesn't you know it's kind of like oh okay well you know okay great and then as soon as she reveals that Rickon is also dead, Dickon. that's when he Rickon, <laughs> Dickon,
0: Dickon, Dickon, Dickon yeah,
1: me. Rickon <laughs> and Dickon.
0: Who are these guys? Now we got a know. great callback to uh, yeah. the Jamie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Rickon. Rickon. Rickard? I don't know. Dickon. I just call him Luther for my <laughs> Umbrella Academy. But,
2: uh, oh, that's right. Same I guy. Yeah.
1: Same guy. And um, when it's revealed that he is also dead, that's when Sam kind of, you know, that there was no bad blood between him and the brother. The, he, as children, Dickon and Sam always got pitted against each other from the dad. And in the books, he was a lot younger also. He was mm. like a younger man. Like this, He was like a man-man in the, in the show. But in, in the books, he's only like 15 or something he's he's young Mm. and so i think they sam you know the actor whose name i always forget and i'm really sorry because he's really really good in the show but um he i think as soon as you hear that the brother's dead his face just his lips started to quiver and his eyes started to water and he just he played it so well if you could tell like this overwhelming sadness of like he's not so sad about the dad but he is sad to lose his only brother and 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 you know
2: It can also be too that, you know, he he, his mom's still alive, we would assume, (laughs) but he is now his family house has no head of household like his mom's doing it. But there's not like a a man or a king or a lord like in charge at this point. It's just sort of his household will just probably fade away or be taken over by whoever unless he decides to come back home. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Emily, I really like that point about losing his brother because Mm -hmm. I, I was focusing, I think, too much on the father thing. And like I almost thought he would feel a relief hearing that news yeah. um
1: and i think he does like he makes that joke like well at least i can go home now
0: yeah and there's that moment where he's like well uh, something it hasn't been in house tarly or whatever and she's like not randall tarly yeah, i
1: know like, and I then he the says face. it
0: and then he was like well at least i'll go home and my brother will be there and i That's really so. thought he was gonna go not dick on tarly yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can I ask you a question though? So mm-hmm. are we setting is, is, is the, is the thread being laid or the track being laid for the question of is Daenerys as bad as her father? Meaning towards the end, as he got crazier and crazier, he was just burning everybody. You know, he'd be, he'd bring people down and burn them. I mean, uh, uh, Ned Stark's own father. Mm-hmm. And I think was it his brother as well?
1: Yeah. His brother. It's a really horrifying thing where the the he lit the dad's arm like he lit the dad uh in the arm oh oh man who was the brother he lit one of them on fire inside their armor to cook Mm -hmm. in their armor and then had the other one attached to like a neck chain and so every time that they tried to go to them to save them they were choking themselves to death and had to watch them die and then died themselves
2: so this idea then, and, and granted, we saw what went down. Um, you know, we we know Tyrion saw it, and he wasn't comfortable with the fact that she just burned, you know, burned the Tarleys. But this idea of is remember that that episode had sort of an ominous ominous um, thing going on, where it's like, is she going to turn out to be bad too? I don't know, and I wonder if they're not coming, calling back to that slowly but surely. Once this White Walker threat is settled. Is that the biggest question? Is Daenerys fit to lead? And I think this is setting a lot of that. You're seeing, you know, the the people of the North, the Leanna Mormonts, and, and and everybody. They've already made up their mind, to, to, for, yeah. for more, more or less. And now you're seeing people like, you know, Jon's best friend going, "Hey, man, she's not as cool as you think she is." Sansa is is clearly wondering what's what's going on are Jerry, jury strout but all these people now i'm wondering if when this is all said and done if there's going to be this clean line between john you have to choose them her or us yeah. and that's going to be really powerful to see
1: yeah for
0: sure I, I do think daenerys comes off looking the worst in all of this because she keeps insisting on that queen shit yeah and yeah that's
1: what i was gonna say of like she has lived such a life of privilege of like yeah she had to run away and whatever they she, she lived her life but like Her, she thinks in her soul of souls that she deserves to be queen, that the throne is hers. And I think they've mentioned, they said the word two times in this episode of earning, Mm -hmm. of earning it. And I think that's what it's going to end up coming down to. Of Daenerys thinks, you know, she can justify her actions because she truly believes that she is the rightful heir to the iron throne. And I think unlike her, John is the one who has earned people's respect and fought for people's respect. And yeah, she's done a lot of accomplishments too with the Dothraki and whatever else, but she is going to have to learn that not everyone will just bend the knee that she will have to earn their respect. And at the end of the day, if they all survive, they might not want her to be queen, even if she thinks she should, she has to earn it now.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think there has been a lot of earning, But Mm -hmm. part of that is that she's never, like you said, I mean, that that privilege that she's applied to herself of like, Mm -hmm. I deserve this thing. And I I guess that's the problem. I have the most problems with that characterization of her because especially after she flew her dragons, her children north of the wall and lost one of them to the army Mm -hmm. of the dead. It seems like at that point she would have come back, stopped wearing white, put on the black (laughs) and been like, fuck the queen stuff. I'm on the side of the living and just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I, you know, it's one of those yeah. moments where I, 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 I don't know. I'm just always watching those things, wondering like, well, are they doing this? Cause that's how Martin has it in the books or whatever, but she's definitely a little brat in the books.
1: It, it's definitely. Yeah. She's like, but she's also way younger too, but yeah. I think too, it's also kind of a little hip. And I think it's like their love story. John and love story is a very interesting one. And I think it is kind of setting up for a lot of drama and internal drama where he's telling Sansa, Titles don't matter and yeah. whatever, but then still calls Danny the queen and insists people respect her like a queen.
0: Yeah. Well, we do get the John Sam moment, as you, uh, uh, Taylor, mentioned, like uh-huh. in the crypts, uh, <laughs> in possibly the worst setting and delivery of that news. <laughs> you
2: know like why, so do you know why they did the crypt, sad. though? They they did the crypt because they needed Ned Stark's statue. Yeah. So yeah. They're there watching them. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, when exactly who commissioned the statue of Sean Bean? Because it looked really good. It was right? really good. Right. And so think about that. Like, you know, was Rob, when, when Rob was alive, was he like, well, we better make a statue of him? You know, it's like, how, when did that all go down? Because Winterfell wasn't really held by them long enough to allow that. I mean, just small little, small little logistical question I had. Yeah. It's, uh, sure. it's not that now.
0: What's that? It's in an earlier season, but maybe it's just last season when Sansa and Arya see it. Uh, but they, yeah. they make a comment of, like, that doesn't look like him.
2: Oh, and, that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're um, like, he looks like happier in life or whatever. They said. So
0: maybe Sansa did it when she retook Winterfell, and that's oh, why he did look good. Oh, it maybe. Done. Yeah. Um, yeah, just Sean Bean grimly holding what looks to be a spoon. It's this. just ice. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> a spoon.
0: Uh, oh, I I'm did' so love that we got so many payoffs in this episode. I think that was mm-hmm. it, we could not have done with any more tension on some of those things like having John yeah. learn his parentage had to happen. all those reunions had to happen like it mm-hmm. just felt good. So then we go to last hearth to end on like a really beautiful note. Um, oh,
1: my God. Well, we should talk about the end end, but we oh should yeah, talk yeah. about the screaming zombie murder child.
0: Well, I
2: just have, I just have one note. I just wrote gross.
0: <laughs> well, what I learned was like when they're when they when Tor- when uh Barrack, you know, walks into the darkness without lighting his sword and then it cuts to Tormund's face. It was in that moment I realized like I could watch several episodes of these two guys just oh gosh, dungeon yeah. crawling. Just like a buddy comedy. White Walkers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Did you so see they,
2: how fast they scattered though. Like when they heard a, a sound coming on the oh, corner, yeah, all those guys were against the wall, like they were like yeah, navy like, seals. Six. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. perfectly in position. They knew what wall each was going to. Yeah. It was really uh, cool. I also love the callback to the first episode of the, uh-huh. the hands and that yeah. symbol. Like, that's how the horse heads were arranged. Or were they yep. body parts? I can't remember. Maybe it's just uh, body parts.
1: They were body parts and the horse parts. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: the horse parts were on the fist of the first men.
1: Yes. Correct. And the
0: body parts are in the first episode. First Wow. And this okay. was
1: all legs and arms. And I, besides the fact that I had my hand, I had like, I sucked in a breath and had my hand running <laughs> out the whole time that poor child was screaming and they just stood there watching him burn to other death. I noticed that it looks very distinctly like the Targaryen swirl. <gasps>
2: it's wasn't totally. It the- you're right. But wasn't it the sigil of that house? Like, because they made a note about that when they came in with their flags. No, like- they're
1: like, they're, that's the, the suns are pointier they're pointier yeah and that's oh, the car also okay. and it, it's pointier but I, it was just i was looking at it and then because it, the kid is on fire i was like oh shit mm. like they know that she it was like a message to her almost mm. I'm like we're we're coming for you
0: mm-hmm. yeah because um, they do use the word message right like mm-hmm. one of them says "This is a yeah. message." they
1: love their like weirdo like crop circle body part messages that they send <laughs> i don't know like who does that like which of the white walkers is like the artist who like arranges everything <laughs> i want that job well, like
2: considering cool. one of them is like an olympian olympian uh yeah, it's like they probably have like a you know several talented uh, yeah. second in commands that come in
1: yeah that's true
2: henrietta um, come in here and yeah. do the art hang <laughs> hey, the kid right in the middle okay. though i want to send a message okay yeah. i'll leave you through it. We'll be back <laughs>
0: We also get information there, which is that the, the Army of the Dead is now between Last Hearth and Winterfell, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I, I felt like I was setting up episode two for sure.
1: Yeah. I'm like, oh, fantastic. Now that we're all here, let's like get to some dying. Let's get to killing off some favorite characters real early.
0: <laughs> I, I know. And they they make a comment, too, about like, and we're on foot or whatever. Yeah. Right? So Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, but man. we do know that they all made it off the wall, so I guess that's nice.
1: That um, is nice. At least the one guy that I recognized
0: <laughs> with uh, the long stringy uh, hair. Yeah, Ed. Is that yeah, sure. Ed?
2: Yep. Go with yeah. <laughs>
0: He's the new
2: leader of. The, I mean, he's he yeah. is the leader of the Nights Watch, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 John made, he appointed him or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it also sounded like uh, not that this is is that important a detail in the instructions to Lord Umber early on. It also sounds like I think. John or, or Sansa orders all the Night's Watch pulled back. So they like, there's no. I missed that. In the castles or. Yeah,
1: he sent. He had the Meister or whatever send a raven to Castle Black. Um,
0: Get the hell out of really
1: there. Good. Yeah, like, and it's like, we're already all dead, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they have a frost fire dragon.
0: <laughs> so that was actually not the actual ultimate scene of the, of the episode. We oh, do get Jamie riding into Winterfell and <laughs> moody Professor Xavier. <laughs> but I mean, talking about the the parallels between the episode, the first episode, that is like the last scene of that first episode is Jamie and Bran. Yeah,
2: yeah good point. I just um, love...
1: Well, I just love, like, before we made a lot of fun with Bran last season because he's just, like, a weird... He's like that. I think I compared him, like, to your little brother who went to college for, like, one semester and then comes back, like, you just yeah. don't even know. When you go to college, you'll know. And, <laughs> like, that's it. But I just yeah. really like him of, like... um, You know, he... I wouldn't even call him Bran anymore. Like, they keep yeah. thinking yeah. of him as their brother, keep thinking of him as their whatever, like, their friend. But he's not. He's the three-eyed raven now. Yep. And I think it's going to be a really interesting um just like he's like okay guys we don't have time for all this nonsense like we have to like get things together they're coming i think he it'll be interesting more for jamie to see him and talk to him than it will be for bran because not yeah i'm sure their period raven remembers that it was jamie who put him in the chair and remembers everything but he also remembers everything from all time ever plus the future so it's like i think it means so very little to him um like the his own past is consequential at this point so i think it's more of like jamie having to come to terms of like the kind of man he was in the first couple of seasons of pushing kids out of windows and having sex with your sister and stuff to the man he is now of a man who abandoned the love of his life who have watched all of his children die who have lost friends a father you know all this stuff to be the best version of himself to fight for the living to fight for what's right um, I'm really interested to see how he reacts because Bran will just be monoshown and he'll just be like, Whatever. It
2: is interesting though that Bran, when he was talking to Sam, Sam's like, What are you doing out here? Just waiting. He goes, I'm waiting for an old friend. And yeah. I
1: Oh, is that who he was talking I about? Think
2: so. I think so. I think I mean he could oh, have been talking about both of them. You know, that but makes I think
1: so much sense. But he
2: was still in that same damn spot when Jamie rolled in. Like, doesn't like- he get cold? <laughs> that's just it. Well, it was funny because Sam asked the question. I was like, why is he just sitting out there? He's like, well, you just sitting yeah. down here. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's, so, but yeah, that's he's really good. And so you layer that on top of what you just said, Emily, where it's like, yeah. hey, he knows that this guy can be more and he may be crucial to the events to come. Yeah, I'm just a little annoyed. I don't know if you guys watch the next time yeah. um, bumper, but yeah. like. We don't have time for a whole like hearing against yeah. Amy. Like, <laughs> why are we wasting time with this? Like, yeah. Daenerys like um, I always dreamed about what I would do to you. I'm yeah, like,
1: that's what, the other what? like privilege thing of generous, of like they're literally at your gates, and you want to talk about the guy that murdered your crazy freaking father 20 years ago. Like, yeah. let, there's other priorities here, everyone.
0: How I gotta go watch that. I'm so that's that uh, that bothers me already. I hope oh episode God. two is not <laughs> just the trial. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> whole episode
1: <laughs> i do want to talk about jamie specifically because i want to talk about all the swords all the valerian steel swords
2: yes Ooh. because
1: now all the valerian steel swords are in one place that's right for the first time so jamie oh. has one brienne has one aria has mm-hmm. the dagger john has one um and tar- and sam has one yes so now they're all in one place all ready to slice up some white walkers and that makes me so stoked like I've been waiting for this, like the whole of all the legends of the Valyrian swords, and now they're finally all together. And that's why I love that the some of the my favorite people in the whole series are the ones that are holding them. Mm. Like, I love it, like Brienne and Jamie back together, and Jon and Arya fighting side by side. Like it's gonna be super dope.
0: Yeah. Oh, so one thing we didn't mention was the weapon that Arya commissions from Gendry. Mm-hmm. And I think now that we've determined that Needle is not the Valyrian, I'm yeah. wondering if it's. It, it looked kind of like. Like it was like a secret compartment or something with a little shard on top of it. But I saw but maybe it as a,
2: a, I saw it as a fusion of her dagger and the dragon glass, like a dragon glass mm-hmm. sheath for her dragon. Like I, that's how I. I mean, the, it was flashed so briefly in her little yeah. diagram that I was like, yeah. I mean, that's the fact that he's working. I mean, think about what they're trying to show you. They showed Gendry, you know, pouring dragon glass and forging these things. you mm-hmm. have already seen her, you know, she pulls out her dagger. It's like, oh, she's trying to create some kind of hybrid weapon i maybe yeah.
1: yeah i don't i couldn't really tell i thought it was maybe like a, a schema sticks or whatever those called where you there they can be one or two mm. so she could either be one-handed weapon or two-handed weapon Ooh, i like that but i couldn't tell i'll have to go back and look at it a bit more closely
2: it's like a darth maul double-bladed lightsaber she's gonna yeah. there's gonna be like a moment where she's gonna be like one and now two and everybody's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> what <laughs>
1: what <laughs> Just like, yeah, like Darth Maul and of like her Valyrian dagger on one side and the the dragonglass on the other side. Oh, God. Can
0: you imagine that? Oh, really cool. So we are we're definitely we have uh, run super long. (laughs) Of course, we will all season. But really quickly, I want to get from you. Do you have any predictions for next episode specifically?
2: Taylor, you go first it is still it is not a Miguel Zapatnick episode but yep. the previews show at least some semblance of a battle or maybe it's everything right up until the the you know the go sign um this this weird trial of Jamie it has me a little worried you know if they my hope is that that all that's done in the first 15 minutes and mm-hmm. then we get to you know we get down to business we see Jamie and Brian we see all these relationships and these sort of um reunions that we've wanted to see as really as relates to jamie maybe braun makes it up there you know by next time probably given Since how we have, that- like
1: teleportation in westeros soon
2: <laughs> he just jumps on a <laughs> jumps on a crow that is they, just, they yeah. carry him up there <laughs> um <laughs> they go so fast anyway, so i'm you know i'm a little worried because it'll be episode two there's a lot to cover uh it's not a sapashnik episode maybe that's three as i've sort of yeah. predicted and that's the big battle I think either way, the White Walker threat is is going to be encapsulated to these next two episodes.
0: Do you think uh, the Golden Company does anything in the next episode, or, or or was that just planted there, and we'll see him again in episode four?
2: Boo, good question,
0: Emily. You have any thoughts?
2: <laughs>
1: I had this I had this thought last season because um, Dario Naharis, uh, another of. Uh, denarius and sex lovers he he formally was of the golden company when we we first met him and then after he and um jorah went uh, parched ways i i think he mentioned that he was just going to go back to the golden company and so i kind of hope that having them being introduced would Mm. be another like kind of sneaky way of like somehow Dario would show up again. Like, it's not very important in the whole books or in the whole series, but it would be kind of interesting of like at this big battle, all of a sudden, half of the Golden Company turn tail and go fight for Aries because Dario's like there, like waving, like, hello, I love you. Like, wow. <laughs> that would be dope.
2: That would be like, or, or he's just, just a good. company man at the end of the day and she's got to kill him.
1: Ooh, that would be sad too. I just Ooh. don't think their relationship like meant too much like to her but still it would be sad because he was very nice
2: he was her too. lancel <laughs> exactly
1: it was like well, a little book yeah, in the
2: room you Euron. Yeah, oh. like
1: her rebound of just like you're pretty and i like you Come she on. has the uh
2: she has the i want to bone a pirate checklist yeah. too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes dang it um like, <laughs> <laughs> i really i don't really know i mean i i kind of agree like i feel like i hope the jamie thing is wrapped up really quickly and um it'll kind of give a lot of people um kind of a chance to speak because they mentioned too in the inside the episode like there's a lot of threads that connect a lot of these people that they Mm -hmm. haven't realized yet or haven't talked about yet so I think it'll be a good you know option for Brianne to speak and for um Bran to speak of like look everyone we he just like rolls in there like look at
2: we're gonna die in like 24 hours
1: he was the one that pushed me out the window but i don't care (laughs) like you know i i feel like it's gonna we're gonna get some we'll have to deal with it a little bit but i i think we'll we'll get some sense of the battle to come like we saw the tribuches going and Um. um, i I don't know i'm i'm just like for me to like you mentioned lost earlier taylor of like the last season of lost i had no freaking idea what was happening like i had no i was like i episode episode, episode i'm like oh wow they answered like 10 questions but also i have 87 more because yep. i have no idea what i just watched and i think that's for me right now because we're such in blind territory like i honestly i don't know what's gonna happen in these next couple episodes
2: like besides the coaching I want to stay in the blind territory, but I do not want to keep checking my watch. Meaning yeah. I don't want to be thinking, okay, what's the, what's the math now? How many more? Yeah. What else do they have to do? Are we going to see Elias sand at all? I mean, like all these things. Oh yeah. There are things that aren't important. <laughs> and there are things that are very important and they're, they're focusing on the very important things, but I don't know. I, it's just, I we will see. We'll
0: see. I, I really, I worried uh, before tonight's episode that there would be that, That feeling of like so many characters getting reintroduced you know Mm -hmm. and i thought they did a really good job of of isolating it uh, you know between like these are the important people so i hope that's like really like the table set for the rest of the season and those are the only people we're following
2: i have one final final thing todd i'm gonna i'm gonna side with you now i don't think daenerys is pregnant i think Yeah, I don't. I think with T- Cersei having a baby and her having a baby are is a little much, and I I feel like she's not at this. point. Well, you
0: don't party. think? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You don't think Daenerys is pregnant, but you Correct. still think. You still think Cersei is going to be pregnant?
2: Oh, or- you clearly yes, yeah. but I yeah. I think Daenerys because I was in our our sort of preview yeah. talk. I was like, yeah. oh, she might be pregnant, and I'm like, no, nah, I just I don't. That's too many things to have to navigate at this juncture.
0: Well, I I do love this idea of the Jamie trial having it, especially. I'm sorry, I, forgot, I already forgot which one of you mentioned Bran being mm. the like the perfect <laughs> witness for that of like like that Daenerys learning how crazy her father was and then and then maybe john putting it together of like oh yeah and you know like them seeing that in her in her personality and also all happening in the same episode where John has to sort of face the fact that he is uh you know a Targaryen. Yeah like there's
1: gonna have to be some come to Jesus moments especially for Danny of and I think it's like she only had to rely on her crazy brother for stories about her dad yeah. and so i think i think it'll Brand will pay, play a really big part in showing her you were wrong and i think it'll humble her i hope that it'll humble her a little bit of like god you guys were right like you should have killed my dad like i don't want to be like him
2: Bran is like the best, like, psychedelic dealer in this whole thing. He's like, come "Come with me. Life is an illusion. Let me show you. (laughs) Yeah. Let me show you your past, your present, your future. Well, I've got to rethink my life now. We're all just crazy. We're we're all just specks on this crazy floating rock hurtling through the universe. It's like, let me show you, Sansa. Oh, my God. Like, doesn't he have the ability to take her being Daenerys and literally show her? Yeah. Yeah. Almost like the ghost of Christmas past. What happened?
1: So I hope that that happens of that she gets that her mm. you know that during this trial maybe he gets to show her of why Jamie killed her dad mm. of re, you know he was a young man, scared for his life, scared for his kingdom. and she's gotta have to like her while John's whole worldview is now shattered, her worldview oh. could be shattered too.
2: Okay, oh. you just sold me on the Jamie trial. If we get to actually physically sing the see the Kingslayer scene. Um, reenacted, I will be mm-hmm. on board. I'll be on board for that.
0: Oh, man. that What a great note to end on, actually. Um, we, have, we could probably talk all night about this. Um, it, Emily, in fact, texted me in the middle of the episode or, or, or right after you had finished it and said mm-hmm. um, you were very tired, but you really wanted to fangirl. And I yeah. definitely feel like we all wanted to fangirl. <laughs> so we have done. Um, and you can find this episode at Panelism.inc. Wait, Taylor, is that right?
2: Uh, um, sure. Or Panelism.network.
0: <laughs> one of them up?
2: Panelism.network, but also um, just search for Wednesday in Westeros wherever yeah. you find podcasts. We're still called Wednesday in Westeros, but we're just on Mondays now until the end of the Yeah, the we'll get it year. out as
0: soon as we can. I'm trying to to uh, wrap this up so I can mix it and <laughs> immediately publish it. Um, but you could definitely look for news on our Instagram, which is Panelism.inc as well um and emily is there anything you want to plug you got anything going on you want to chat about Um,
1: just me (laughs) um i for those of you who kind of know me or follow me on insta i am a writer for a really awesome mobile game called choices and we have a lot of really amazing books coming out in this summer um including one that i've been working on so um if you want to check out choices it's in the app store and if you just want to check out like pictures of me redoing my bathroom or my dog um or or trying to eat healthier Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram And it's that Emily Kelly
0: Yes, with uh, two E's in that Kelly Yeah, K-L-E-Y Yes Uh, Thank you both for joining me, Emily I'm so happy you stayed up late To talk to us tonight I missed Um, you guys Yes, we missed you too (laughs) Um, And we will all talk next week After episode number two And until then, seven blessings to you all Azora, (laughs) hi.
1: I forgot what I'm supposed to say Something (laughs) bitches.